by the congregation to rise for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel for today, the second Sunday of Christmas, comes from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only son who is close to the father's heart, who has made him known. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. May the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. About a week ago, I was at the chiropractor. This is a big open office with a lot of different doctors. They run a lot of people through there all the time. So it's a very busy place, very chatty place. And as I was on the table getting my, my spinal adjustment, one of the staff members was coming around the office and she was watering the different plants that were there in the office. And at this point, this was actually the day right, <clears throat> excuse me, right before New Year's. So there were still Christmas decorations out. So the plants included poinsettias. Now we're all pretty familiar with poinsettias, the bright red leaves that are, that are on there. They almost kind of look like stars that, that are shining because they're so bright. As I was laying there, this person said, I think I'm gonna take this poinsettia home. You think I can keep it alive? Now, if you're familiar with poinsettias, they're really finicky. They're hard to keep alive. And the doctor who was actually working on my back, weird, I was laying there listening to all this. She says, oh, you'll just kill it. <laughs> I'm like, nice. <laughs> but I piped up from the table, because as many of you know, I've got a background in horticulture and plants. And I said, actually, you can keep them alive. They, they take some work, but you can keep them alive. I said, but if you do, what you're gonna notice is that bright red is gonna turn back to green. And I said, if you do keep it alive, it's really, really, really hard, almost impossible to get that green to turn back to the red that we are so familiar with. The way that poinsettias form that bright red color actually has to do with the amount of darkness that they are exposed to. Uh, uh, people, a lot of people don't realize this, but um, in order for a poinsettia to turn red, it needs about six to eight weeks of every single day getting at least 13 to 14 hours, not of light, but of darkness. And so people who grow them, they have special setups to cut off all light. Now, isn't that weird? 
that to get this brightness shining, you have to have darkness? You see where I'm going with this? Okay, good, you're catching up. Today we've got the prologue to John's gospel, the beginning of John's gospel. This is actually the assigned text every single time we have a second Sunday of Christmas. Usually we don't have this day just because of the way that the calendar falls, but whenever it happens, this is the assigned text. And I love this text. You've heard me talk about how I appreciate John's gospel because it's so different from the other three. But what I love about the beginning of each of the gospels is how they introduce us to Jesus. They introduce us to this idea of the divine entering into our world. Now, John's different, of course. In the other gospels, we hear about the birth of Jesus. And that makes sense because we profess Jesus to be God made human. But John's different. This incarnation, which is the big fancy word for the divine entering into our reality, entering into our world, we hear about it, and it's sort of similar. It's one of probably the best known passages in the Bible. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. That's what we hear about, about how the God, the great creator of the entire universe, became one of us. But what's also interesting about John's introduction to the gospel is that there's a second item of the incarnation, and maybe you've picked up on it, the light shines in the darkness. This is the beginning of John's gospel. This is the beginning of the introduction of whatever it is that God is up to through Jesus. And I love how John starts. Does it sound a little bit familiar, what we have at the beginning of John's gospel, in the beginning? What's another book that starts that way? Kids, I'm looking at you. We talked about it this morning. Genesis. Genesis. The first book of the Bible starts in the beginning, and now John starts in the beginning. It's almost like the author wanted us to be thinking about the start of all this stuff. Now think about the creation story in Genesis. In the beginning, God created what? What's the first thing? Well, yeah. But what's the first thing? God says, let there be light. And there was light, almost like there was light shining in darkness. Interesting. I love this aspect. It's, it's almost like John is trying to tie the action of God all the way back to the beginning of our creation. Think about the way John starts. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. In him was life and the life was the light of all people. As I consider all of this, as all of this comes together, I think we're, we're learning an important truth that not only is God revealed to us through the physical action of becoming human, being born, living, dying, rising again, that whole aspect, it's central to our faith, it's vital. And that's what we hear about in the whole rest of the gospel. But we also find that God's fingerprints are all over our creation from the first instant of creation. I think that's a wonderful thing for us to remember as we look around at this world and we see many wonderful things, but we also see many hard things. If you happen to be here last week, I referenced this passage because there was some dark stuff going on. There was dark news a week ago. We know there's dark news things happening in the Middle East right now. None of us quite know what's going to happen there. 
we hear about dark news locally. We hear about it at the national level. We hear about it around the world. There's darkness in this world because the darkness isn't gone, but the light is shining. I'm going to get scientific for a moment. Pardon me, but I will. Darkness is defined as the absence of light. Darkness in itself does not exist. It's the absence of something else, which is weird, but that's the way it's described. And so we know whenever light shows up, darkness retreats. It backs up. It may even disappear, depending on how bright that, that light is. And as I think about this aspect, knowing that there are still dark things in the world, knowing that this world is not fixed, it's not, it's not perfect, the light of God is shining, and we are called to carry it forward. We are called, through our baptism into Jesus, the baptism that we share with him, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that we receive in that, united together as the body of Christ here on earth, we are called to reflect God's light in this world. And as we do that, as we live into this blessed calling that we have as followers of Christ, we are carrying light into a dark world. And the more and more and more we do that, the more we live into that truth, into that promise, into that holy work, the more the darkness retreats. Now, is it done yet? Nope, it's not. But it's wonderful work to be a part of. And we, as the church, are blessed to join in it. Now, how does it work? Well, that's always the big question. What has God done in your life? How have you seen God active? That's what we find in the Gospels, especially here in John's Gospel. The first guy who meets Jesus says, this guy's pretty cool. I'm going to go find my brother and tell him about it. And he runs off. He's like, hey, bro, come check it out. That's what we're called to do. This is what I have seen God do in my life. This is where I have found God. And all too often, we find God in the faces of the people who are around us. We find the presence of the God that dwells within us, that abides within us and those who support us in our own dark times. And I've seen many of you do this for one another, and it is such a blessing to see. This is what we are called to do in the world. We are called to shine God's light, and as we live into that, this world gets a little brighter every single time. We're at the end of the season of Christmas, the end of the season when we celebrate Christ coming into the world. Today's the last day. I know it doesn't look like it up here, but it's still Christmas. Merry Christmas! Tomorrow's Epiphany, a season when we celebrate how the Christ who has come into the world is revealed. As we move into that, remember, Christ is revealed in a lot of ways. One of the ways is when we share that light. May we remember that. Amen. Amen.